Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. everybody welcome to horror zone 607 this is the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news sitting over in the luxurious comfortable wonderful studio 13 this is your host mike c and right across town about 150 yards away from me or so over in the 8122 production studios first of all he must be a girl scout because he's got our hearts tied up in knots i'll tell you that He's rich. Yes, and please remember, cookies will be on sale in the very near future. Only these cookies... I can't wait. These cookies, not only will they be tasty, but they will go to a better cause, and that is to fund everything that I do. So, And they'll also be full of uh, ganja. Uh, I, see, shh about that, because we currently live in a state where that is not exactly legal. Uh, but I have a supplier coming in from the New Jersey where that is now legal. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's a complicated story, but, uh, shh, we live in detail. a society here. Society. <laughs> uh, it's good to hear. You know, I, I do love me a good Girl Scout cookie and, uh, you certainly have my heart tied up. In that, What's so. your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Uh, the, uh, Thin Mints. How about you, professor? I know you haven't been announced yet, but what's your favorite? Just cause we're going to talk about it. Uh, I don't, uh, you know what were the regular plain ones like the the they were shaped like the logo or whatever kind of like the Nella wafer kind of yeah ones? the Nella wafer yeah, ones. Kind of ones you know I've I'm a big fan of the peanut butter delights you know the ones that were covered completely in chocolate and then oh, they have the yeah, peanut butter in them. yeah yeah and then the other ones I actually really do like the lemon ones the ones okay, that are on the short bar with the lemon and they oh they're too you you would like it I think but anyways uh, I digress I mean I, obviously the biggest the Samoas I think are the like the biggest seller that they have i do believe and uh they also make gluten-free cookies now because see those 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 drug dealers and i when i mean drug dealers i'm talking about the girl scouts because they're pushing <laughs> they're they're pushing them on us this is <laughs> every year and they, and they and they and they attack you outside of grocery stores and stuff which so i'm just saying like wait a, a second though the this girl is, scouts are a cartel the girl scouts the, are a cartel this is the plot line to uh, the National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1 with Emilio Estevez yes. and Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, but in real life, if you think about it this way. With Tim Curry as the they're always Ready for this? They're, they're always there to push their cookies on you. Yeah. They're always there. You come out of a grocery store, and they're like, would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? Now, here's the worst part about it. The Boy Scouts have never figured this out because they try to sell you expensive popcorn that's not even that good. But the Girl Scouts... They're they're ingenious. The, the the cookies are about five bucks a box. Nobody cares. They're fucking delicious. Yeah, they are amazing. So there you go, and you feel good. And you know what? While you're getting while while, while a fat guy like me gets fatter eating them, I my excuse is well, I helped a bunch of Girl Scouts today. That's it. Like, <laughs> it was like, for charity. Who, who, when you go, it's for the children. Nobody can like argue that. Yeah. And for anybody who saw WandaVision, uh, episode two, for the children, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a throw to that. But with that being said, I know you have to introduce this other chucklehead in this room. I, I certainly do. Uh, and, you know, uh, after a week absence, uh, last week, you know, we had a we had a great fill-in for him, our, our good friend 
Bjorn Essenstadter was here last week, but uh, sadly he's back in Iceland, and instead we we get this jerk back. Uh, we did find out before the show uh, off air that his favorite all time movie is Troll Two, not horror movie, just movie. You know, his favorite one of all time, Troll Two. Uh, we we uh, also like to, you know, it's ironic that you brought it up, Rich, because we often refer to him as our peanut butter delight. He's the professor. Well, hello. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> he doesn't good even know what to say to that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know what to say it's to you call him a peanut butter delight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Troll 2, uh, One of uh, it's one of the best of all time. Best movies. <laughs> it's your favorite uh, romance, uh, your favorite comedy, your favorite uh, action movie, and, of course, your favorite horror movie. Yeah, as a film buff, as, you know, there's no other movie. He, it's the best around. <laughs> There's nothing else. Nothing's ever gonna keep There's nothing down. else that comes close to how good that movie is. This is why he's our little peanut butter delight, folks. I wish you could see his face. He's trying to sell it uh, as a, as verbalized, Ugh. but his face ain't selling shit. Well, I mean, like <laughs> you know, I I get the uh, I I get it. You know, it's fun to watch every once in a while, but that, that movie is kind of it's tough to get through. <laughs> One more reason it's your favorite movie of all time, because yep. you like to challenge yourself. I do. <laughs> to, to destroy the beast, you must become the beast. Yes, that's true. That's true, and you certainly are that. <laughs> I got that from a Vin Diesel movie. Yes. Vin Diesel? I believe that was... Uh, a Man Apart. Ba- yes, I yes, thought I it was the one with the where he's like a babysitter. The no, Pacifier? No. no, it was not the Pacifier. Yes. I'm pretty sure it was the Pacifier. A Man Apart. I can't believe apart. I remember that. That's a great movie. I never watched it. Oh, I just really? remember the commercial. <laughs> it was movie. from the trailer. Yeah. I just well, I yeah, like, like in really the movie. in the commercial, they're like to destroy the beast, you must become the beast, and I just lost it. I was like, yes. So you're not just stealing Vin Diesel lines from from a Vin Diesel movie. You're stealing it from a movie you've never he, seen. Yeah, you're stealing even it from, the, from the trailer. Even better, he beats a man to death with his bare hands in that movie. Oh, nice. It's good stuff. Oh. Good ho- stuff. I was hoping wow. it was with their own shoes. Ironically enough, that's what we both feel like doing to the professor on a weekly basis. True story. Beat them to death with their own shoes. (laughs) All right, well, on to the news, because we got a lot to talk about this week. So uh, the first thing, that this is big news. This just came out uh, in the last, uh, I believe, 24 hours uh, or so here. Uh, Originally scheduled for a May release, Godzilla vs. Kong will now be released on March 26th in theaters and on HBO Max. Yes. Yes. And we so got, much for any lawsuits trying to stop that. And we yeah. got, this is, well... <laughs> this is well, what HBO well, Max says gonna, to your lawsuit. I'm going to throw this out there. The answer to the lawsuit had come the week before. HBO Max had met with a bunch of studio heads and a bunch of other people and said that uh, they had a plan in place to pay right. everybody uh, more money. So they had already taken care of that into the deal, which yeah, everybody knew. I know. And so that's that's why there was no lawsuits. And uh, yeah, they pretty much said, you know what, you know what HBO Max did. I'm going to tell you what they did. They, Warner went into that meeting and went, okay, let's look at how much money this movie made. Is anybody in this room got any questions? Any any questions? <laughs> Wonder Woman eighty four, a big time comic book movie, only did slightly over two hundred million worldwide. Like that's 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 how much theaters aren't open, guys. Here it is. It's in. Yeah, it's in writing. We need like, to release these movies. So why don't we release them here? We'll give you a part of the profits, and then if if your movie can make a hundred million, you get part of that too. Whatever. But you know, it's it, it was the proof is in the pudding. When when a movie like Wonder Woman eighty four, which would have grossed easily close to a billion, if not over a billion dollars in the theaters pre COVID, yeah. only grosses a little over two hundred. And that mind you, that billion is just in the U S. Yeah. Worldwide, it only hit a little over two hundred million. 
So yeah. I mean, there that's that's all you had to go with evidence. I think they should just keep the movies in the vault and not ever release them. It, 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 ever? But that's the option. But honestly, <laughs> like, I love the devil advocate. No, I love your no, devil I, advocate I, portion I, that you were doing the joke, but that's true. What did these movie studios think was going to happen? Yeah. Well, like, we're just going to keep them forever because nobody would care. If you release them five years from now, you end up with new mutants. Yeah. Like, even if you did like yeah. that movie or not, it was stepped on so much. The hype for that movie was so far fucking well, gone. Like, and well, I mean, I'm I'm super excited about this. I I don't care. I just want to see these goddamn movies. Oh, yeah. at this point. And then they and gave us that little tiny teaser. Yeah, that little tiny. We haven't teaser. even, we seen haven't a, even trailer. a trailer yet. Yeah, but we got a little teaser like in that away. in that big HBO Max announcement package. Usually, usually you get uh, like a full trailer a year. Oh yeah, in advance. We haven't seen anything. Now we've seen Godzilla coming, or it might not even Kong be it, it, with it, his punch coming. Yeah, toward, but yeah. there was there was either Godzilla or Rodan coming out of the water. I couldn't oh, really tell. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you saw Kong punching Godzilla. Well, dude, like by the I, way, did you see the meme where they put a twisted T in God's and Kong's hand? <laughs> no, it was, I, it was amazing. The, I'm I'm super excited about this. You guys all know that mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of uh, Godzilla: King of Monsters. That was uh, Mike Doherty, the director of Krampus and mm-hmm. Trick or Treat, and passed the reins to uh, Adam Wingard on this one, who uh, did Your Next, The Guest, and uh, what, what, uh, the Blair Witch. Which not a lot of people like the Blair Witch. I I kind of it was shot well. I kind of like it. I'm um, just saying it was shot well. Yeah, you know. But he's 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 good, and I I think they really love Godzilla. I think they really love King Kong, and this is going to be way better than the original Kong vs. Godzilla. Well, well, I'll take I'll take it I'll take it a step further. I'm a huge kaiju fan, so I'm I'm excited no matter what. Let's yeah. be honest. I I love the Japanese movies. I yeah. mean, I I I don't love the Matthew Broderick one, but I could still find some sense of something in it. It's I mean, it was kind of cool seeing Godzilla in New it, York City. I watched it quite a number of times. I, I love how I, I love how I go. The, my my takeaway was it was kind of cool seeing Godzilla yeah. in New York City. Didn't like the style of the monster. Didn't like the no, story. No, no, no. But you know, silver linings, right? It wasn't the worst movie. It you've became ever seen. like like his all his babies and all. Yeah, that was, was horrible. But once again, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever yeah. seen. So well, I, at least we know that. what the professor's Halloween 2018 is. Huh? huh? I said at least we know what the professor's t- Halloween 2018 is. It's what? Godzilla 98. No, not really. I don't hate it, it that dozens much. Dozens upon dozens of times. Well, I, I mean, no, I, 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 uh, it's not a movie that I've outright been like this is the worst thing to ever. Yeah, happen. really. That, that's what I, that was my point. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Whereas your it's point with bad. Halloween, your point with Halloween 2018, Mike C, is that you uh, hate that movie, but you've seen it more than all of us who <laughs> yes. like the movie. I like, just want to point out that between me and the professor, Lama we've Gettin, seen it what ten times, maybe between the two of us. Lamageddon, yeah, in my I, opinion, is a better movie. I just want to point that out. Oh lord, you're you're just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is exciting. Um, I'm re- I still wish Dune wasn't pushed off to October now. I think or wherever. wherever I think it's like October. Oh man, and Bond got pushed back again. Yeah, because yeah. they just want to make. I mean, that's ready, always been ready for this. I think Bond got pushed back again because at this point, I think they're trying to sell the the streaming rights. Okay, I, that's my that's my theory. I, and it's not, I don't know. I think the writing's on the wall because I think what you've seen Netflix is now dropping some major movies. Uh, Disney Plus is dropping some major movies, and obviously HBO Max. We've talked about it a, a year a year and a half in the can, and we're not. I think I think oh I think with God. Bond, I think right now, I think they're finally. I think what they're finally doing with Bond is going. Okay, can we get a high bidder? Yeah, because I think that they've saw the writing on the wall. Just I think Wonder Woman the eighty movies. Well, I think that's the point. I think they saw what happened with Wonder Woman eighty four. Wonder Woman eighty four was the first. Uh, you could argue Tenet, but Tenet was still in the middle of all the nonsense. 
uh, you know, like the, the original Tenet stuff. was not good also. Yes, awesome. <laughs> yes. But what a surefire movie that would have made a lot of money in the box office, the first one that, that we had up was Wonder Woman 84. And yeah. it proved, and, it, and you could say that HBO Max heard it. It didn't because it did well in, in places that had theaters. But even in those places, limited showings led to, and limited showings with limited amount of people in the theaters led to limited amount of ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand in New York City, or not New York City, uh, New Jersey, right outside of New York City, uh, there was a theater near there. Every one of them was sold out. But the sellout point was like 25 people in the theater. Yeah. So if you think about that, Wonder Woman 84 for two weeks, even with HBO Max, was selling out a giant theater in northern Jersey. and But they could only have 25 people in the theater. And they only showed it five times a day because of cleaning. Yeah. So that's the problem. And I mean, I understand why I'm not saying that I don't agree with why, why we're yeah, doing we got, that. Yeah, I agree yeah, 100%. It. However, when you're looking at the business aspect, get the movies out there. Because if you wait another year or two years, your movie becomes we're, irrelevant. We're going to buy them on Blu-ray. We're going to buy them on... We're going to buy them. We're going to buy the movies. Just release them. For, Absolutely. For crying out loud. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you guys goodness. are great. You guys are swell. You know that? Yeah. We try. I just want to let you know. Is there anything else you'd like to say, uh, Professor? I know you're 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 a big fan of this, the Godzilla movies. Is there anything well, else you Rich want to say about this? I think Rich and I are this? both Rich and I are both huge kaiju fans. I, I'm just super excited. Like, I mean, you've seen the original uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Well, of course, I have. It's it's goofy fun, but like, I'm I'm ready for like this take. I'm ready for more. Like, holy shit, this is crazy. Absolutely, um, I'm with you. Showdown yeah. between these two, and uh, I like I like the new version of Kong. I liked Kong Skull Island. Um, and I think this is going to be cool. Yeah, I think overall this is a big winner. I, I I can't wait to see it. I like both Kong Skull Island. I liked I like both of the new Godzilla movies as well. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see this one and where we go from there. All right. Uh, moving on, James though James Wan produced I know what you did last summer series, which is coming to Amazon. Uh, announced its cast this past week, and uh, leading the cast is Madison Eisman, who starred in Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, kind of an up and coming actress. Uh, She's she's starting to show up in more and more things and uh, becoming quite a scream queen, apparently. So she's actually going to be in the new I Know What You Did Last Summer. Well, ironically enough, uh, it's a perfect time for the show because pretty much we know what everybody did last summer. Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. I know what the professor did last summer. I'll tell you that. Well, he wandered around because he's a wanderer. He collected yes. berries. And, 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 and oh, yeah, I'm a wanderer. He was doing that urban, uh, what is it? <laughs> wander around and around and around. You were being an Ur- urban herbivore? Urban. The urban herbivore. Urban, no, yes. Urban Kirshner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Urban Kirshner. Uh, <laughs> he was trying not to drown when his apartment flooded multiple oh, times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Urban, He's the king of gray water. What, what is, I'm trying to think of what you're talking about. Urban, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. But, you know, you, if somebody at home is probably right now yelling at us what it is, but, urban you know, it's, cowboy. It's, the, it's the people that go around and, cowboy, and they just survive Meyer, off of, of things they find in the urban setting. I'm all right with her. I thought she was a great actress. I didn't like that movie, as Mike C knows. Thought that movie was yes. trash. Uh, I was right there with you. You want to know why I thought the movie was trash, though? It wasn't because there it couldn't have been good. It was because they used it as a commercial for future Conjuring products that we still haven't seen. This is the Conjuring yes. universe. That, that, that's really what they did. They yeah. they took away from doing a story about Annabelle where you could have made it even better, and they just went, "Okay, here's the stuff that we got coming down the pipeline at some point in Juncture." It was kind of like that uh, the Mummy movie with. Tom yes there was more like, about the, the we're, we're gonna do this monster verse guys the dark universe yeah, yeah. horrible yeah well you know I, I've got uh, high hopes for this uh I don't know if anybody happened to see this or not but 
uh, within the last couple of days, bloodydisgusting.com actually had up a, a really cool article about um, Mike Flanagan was actually involved. He was going to be directing the remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer mm-hmm. around 2014-ish. And um, there's some there's a pretty cool article up. Uh, I, I don't usually read those things because they're usually kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. You, don't uh, read. you can't you never learn how to read. <laughs> oh, geez. Just be honest. I never learn how to read. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> check it out. Uh, it was actually kind of interesting, the direction that they were going to take it. Uh-huh. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt was actually going to be involved with it. <laughs> so so it's gonna oh, be, uh, it was going to be less a remake and more a... A sequel set in a future world with different cats. A squeakquel. It didn't really say. The way that they made it sound was there was going to be a podcast called I Know What You Did Last Summer. And she was going to be the producer. It was gonna You were going to come to find out that she was the producer. But it doesn't say that she was going to be Julie James. Damn it. it just, you missed out. It just I mean, says that she was going to be there. But name this, I they know always what you did had last that character yeah, involved. And it was going to be more than just a cameo. They made it sound like she... She may have ended up being the killer. Oh, even better. Uh, so, I, I just have to ask about huh. the TV show. Uh, uh, we need to get confirmation from James Wan and his people. Are we going to get our main star spinning in a circle yelling, what are you waiting for? I, if <laughs> I it doesn't have that, then it's a, it's a was fail that in as the far rain? as I'm concerned. Were they in the rain? No, they were not no. in the rain. They were no, not no. The rain. it was a beautiful, beautiful summer day. Fourth of Does July she do week. that in all of them? Uh, yes, she, she did, did it in the rain in the, se- in the well, second. Well, it wasn't one. quite the same, but she did a similar thing in the second one. That's probably what you're confused. Yeah, yeah. And that was in the rain. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, that one was in the rain. Um, I think she yelled. I think in that second one, I could be wrong. I think she yelled, "Come and get me" or something like that. Yeah, something like yeah. she was. It was Why more of a come cha- and get me. It was huh? like more of a challenge than uh, the the what are you waiting? What are you for? waiting for? Well, Which ironically thing. enough, <laughs> well, ironically enough, was the name of her song out at the time. If you remember that, yeah. That was one of Jennifer Love Hewitt's songs, oh, which I thought was shameless, shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, she had a music career, <laughs> I ladies and gentlemen. I forgot about that. Oh, my Briefly. God. Briefly, yes. Yeah, she, and, was a, she was a massive star. And yes, yeah. I, one of her songs was What Are You Waiting For, which is kind of you fucking know, the downfall of her career. The downfall of her career was right around the time she was dating Jamie Kennedy. So, I, mm. I don't know. She dated... Date. Well, she made a rebound, and she did date uh, Mayor John Mayer Like, there. all right. And he did write yes. a bo- Your quick. Body is a Wonderland about her, so... Jamie, Jamie <laughs> Kennedy, and I... Like, all right. So, why is this guy... So, he was Randy and Scream. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he was a stand-up comedian, right? He, is he? A sketch comedian, but yes, he did some stand-up. Okay. Like... Is that why he's so popular? Or is it just because of Randy? Or is it like his? Uh, no, he was. Uh, so he. Am I miss? I don't know what the appeal is. Okay, to that so guy. I loved him as Randy. So I just want to point that out. I, I kind of like him. Prior to him being that, he did some. He did some work for MTV shows. Oh, okay. So like some sketch comedy stuff. So he was popular with the uh, the Utes. Yeah, the Utes. The Utes. And that was around our time of being Utes. See, so that's kind of weird that you didn't remember him. To, and then he was in Scream, and and Scream took off, obviously. Yeah. And it took off, obviously, more for him than certain other people in that cast. Uh, yeah, yeah but, I mean, he was a big uh, draw, I guess. Like, a lot, I remember a lot of people talking about how goofy and funny or whatever he is. And that, that's fine, but um, he reminds me a lot of the character Mouse from Matrix, like, that talks about tasty wheat. <laughs> like who knows what tasty wheat tasted like? They're just programmed. Like when he, yeah, yeah, it's the same character. Yeah, but it's the same. But guy. that's what people found funny. He kind of was like that nerdy, yet could be kind of like a hip guy in yeah, a way. Uh, and and then he did a whole bunch of other movies. Obviously, as yeah. Well. Don't forget, you the know, son he was of the Malibu's mask. most wanted. I was gonna say Malibu's most wanted. By the way, Malibu's most wanted was pretty funny though. Let's be honest. I never saw it. 
It was him. See, because I've never it, really. Pretty, by the way, Pretty Fly uh, for Jamie a White Kennedy. Guy was on that soundtrack. Oh, so that should tell you what God. the movie. That, that's what the movie was about, though. He was Pretty I, Fly for a White I, Guy. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. There you go. Now you, now you <laughs> that, remember. You brought. Song. You brought. You listen. You brought it up. You get to suffer. That goddamn song. Oh my God. Okay, Mike. See what's next in the news, though. Well, let's try to rebound from that and just say that Morbius will be coming to theaters October eighth. Oh my so got, god, Jared Leto is <laughs> Jared Leto is super dreamy. That's all I'm going to add to oh this conversation. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know how I yeah. feel about the movie yet, but I will tell you that Who, he's super dreamy. Who's involved in this other than him? Like I don't know. the director? I think it's just the whole anything? movie is him. I think he plays every part. <laughs> I mean, Written, I know it's directed. A- and I, it's a Sony Pictures in association with Marvel Films, so it, it yeah. is, it, it's 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 oh, kind of like God. Venom was, where it's loosely, where it could be loosely tied into the MCU, and they may tie it in fully. Uh, so I hope there's an appearance by Nicolas Cage's uh, Ghost Rider in it. I want to uh, see, I want to see some of that more supernatural shit in the Marvel stuff. I mean, they did that on she- Agents of Shield. Haven't they talked about Nicolas Cage coming back, kind of playing Ghost Rider? Mm, I don't know about Ghost Rider. They've they've talked about Nicolas Cage. They also talked about Keanu Reeves, and we haven't gotten either yet. So who knows? Yeah. Well, who knows? Isn't, isn't Keanu Reeves doing Constantine? Wasn't there something about uh, that? There is rumor Aren't of that, but it's not, con- it's not confirmed. Oh, shit. Although we do know The Matrix will be coming out on HBO Max later in the See, year. like as a comic book fan, I was not totally uh, dis- it didn't bother me Keanu Reeves uh, no actually I enjoyed it. I thought that I would movie like to see was a cool. Sequel. Yeah. Um, like as an American version of that character it worked. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. But uh, I think that uh, at the end of the day, Morbius, well, I think it'll do well in the theaters. It looks like they've done a, like, I like the original trailer we got to see before yeah, everything got yeah. put on hold. It did leave me going, hey, I'll definitely go see this movie because yeah. it looks like they're doing some cool stuff with it. Of course, the mistake that most people do make is they assume that Morbius is a vampire. He is actually not the a vampire. vampire. He, but yes, but he's actually technically not a vampire. Well, no. he, it, it's not the same lore as a normal, va- like, like your vampire lore. It is kind of adjacent to that. So it, it, it's an interesting thing and i can't wait to see what people's reactions and it looks like they're telling the real story they could have copped out and made him more of a traditional vampire yeah and because they didn't i can't wait to see the actual response i'm sure there's gonna be some backlash from some people but comic book fans i think are gonna love the movie at the end of the day should be fun i i uh i i do like the character so i mean jared leto He's dreamy. I I like him. I do too um, i give him I, a nine out of ten on hot or not dark thank you yeah thank you he is dreamy. i swiped right Listen, he's a hall. He, he's on. He's on my hall pass list with my wife. That's right. <laughs> wow, what, your uh, hall pass. Hall, list. my hall pass. Oh man, fuck yeah. Right. Fair enough. Listen, he's dreaming. That's all you need to know. Don't don't judge me. <laughs> Do not judge me on this show. I will tell you that. I will mute your microphone. <laughs> he has the power to do that, Professor. That's true. Yeah. With with that being said, though, uh, moving on to the next bit of news, Mike. Yeah, so this one, uh, this is going to be kind of interesting, I think. Uh, there's nothing that I like more than a really good documentary. And uh, this past week, their, uh, Netflix released one called Night Stalker that was about Richard Ramirez. So I, good. I, my opinion was excellent. I need to check this um, out. I got so through good. it in one night. I know Rich did as well. Yep, I, so. I, 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 got, I got through it in one how night. Many, how many episodes? Four or five. 45? Four. four or four. <laughs> or four. I couldn't yeah, remember if it was four or five. Yeah, 45. Gotcha. 45. Uh, no, it's five four, hour long uh, episodes, and they're they're so. only they're 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 just they're about forty eight minutes yeah, a piece, fifty oh, okay. minutes. They're real they're real good though. They did a good job. They had a lot of people involved. It was really cool stuff. Very well, interesting. They have a new one that's going to be coming on February tenth. A new docu series called Crime Scene: The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Mm-hmm. And anybody that knows anything about the Cecil Hotel, or if you don't, read up on it because it's, it's a creepy. fascinating place. 
it's it's uh, yeah, a lot of creepy things. A lot of uh, crime has occurred there, but a lot of creepy things ha- has occurred there. The well, elevator. one thing, uh, if anybody does not know the name Elisa Lamb, um, you'll you'll know who she is if you've ever seen the YouTube video of the the Asian girl that's acting extremely weird in the elevator at the hotel, and then she disappeared, and they found her uh, sometime later in the um, hotel water tank on top of the building. So anybody that's ever seen that video of her acting very, very erratically and, and just very odd and then disappeared, that's that's who this is about. Uh, so she was a student that made her first trip to Los Angeles. She was apparently Canadian. I, I didn't realize that. But she was a Canadian student, and she made her first trip to Los Angeles, stayed at the infamous Cecil Hotel, and, you know, the rest is history. She was yeah. seen on the surveillance video acting very strange before disappearing. That uh, you guys have both seen that before the footage. It's, oh yeah, yeah, it's creepy yeah. as shit. Oh yeah, um, and and the uh, the body uh, got there. There, it's wasn't it like physically impossible for the body to have been and where they found it. They pretty much said that it was because there was like a. I think there was a. It would have been really hard for her to get up on the roof because there was a the door to get up there was usually not only locked, but um it had some sort of like security yeah. measure on top of that and well, it was like sealed that, and everything too it was right? like sealed but on top of that the water tank that she got into the hatch to get into it they said there's no way she was like she was like 90 pounds soaking wet yeah. and they said that it would have taken a very large strong man if not more than one man to open up the hatch to get inside of the thing yeah so the circumstances surrounding it are very very bizarre was it something haunted was it she really did it was it a murder you know i'm sure that the uh the docuseries will get into it but i have a feeling it's going to be kind of a a creepy documentary i mean the whole Mm -hmm. i I mean it's it is really creepy i it seems like she went yeah it looks like she's going crazy in the video she's like pacing back and forth and like getting on the elevator getting Getting off off the elevator trying to hide the elevator she's talking to herself or like something and then, and then, like I don't know, I just get the vibe that like something got, in something, you know, like possession or something. Like, well, that's one of the that's theories out there. One of the theories, and like maybe an astral projected her into the like water tank or something. That's where that's my theory. That's no, I I'm, mean, I'm just saying. There's there's a lot of theories that it yeah. could be uh, possession, some kind of ghost that drove her into there yeah. by fear. There's a, there's a there's a whole lot of theories, and then of course there's like the real world theories that it could have just been somehow they didn't catch the killer on tape, but yeah. it was a murderer or suicide. There's there's and so then, many. That's why there's so many avenues. They're so interesting. I hope they cover all of them. This was like kind of the basis for those movies like Dark Water with Jennifer Connelly and shit like that. Yes, yeah. Those were out before this happened. No. They <laughs> well, the story. Well, here's no. no, but here's the thing. Yeah. yeah I, I say yes because what the what the story of the Dark Water tells deals with is actually the kind of demon that they say was involved in that so it's kind of like art imitating life if you look yeah, at I mean, some of the people who study the paranormal to do with that case they're they're saying that that kind of like demon ghosts and shit have to do with the disappearance of her Wait, right okay so yeah, dark, I mean, dark water, water if i'm not mistaken dark water was a remake of a of a of a japanese yeah japanese, japanese film movie, or yeah, yeah. korean film or something yeah. but uh the, <laughs> yeah, <never mind>. the <laughs> movie 
the movie with Jennifer Connelly came out in 2005. Elisa Lamb died in, in February of 2013. Oh, right. Yes. I'm just, I'm saying I'm not, I'm agreeing. I'm only agreeing that, that the way you got it confused is it's kind of like it, it, the story is based upon like the Korean demon stories that are said to possibly be one of the numerous, uh, no, what it, whatever. Here's my conspiracy theory. It's Uh-oh, a haunting. It's a haunting in reverse. This demon is displaced in time, and it retroactively somehow influenced the making of Dark Water. Uh, okay, now he just lost me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sure. I've just been lost. I don't. I don't sure. understand yeah. what he was going for. But okay. no, he the demon that possessed the girl. Just shh. <laughs> Next story. Next story. Never mind. Uh, thank goodness that he's going to be going back on tour pretty soon with the, uh, the Lone Rangers. <laughs> the, the Lone, Lone Rangers. Uh, in an interview with Deadline, CW chairman and CEO Mark Pedowitz uh, said that it is very unlikely we're going to be getting a season two of Swamp Thing. Boo! If I had the board, despite it reaching I, a broader audience on if, the CW. If I was having the board Fuck. because Mike would, if Mike was in studio, had the board. This is where I played the boo. This man. This boo. That's, that's, Really, really dumb. A dumb move. It is dumb. It's almost as dumb as you. Makes me almost angry. as dumb as you. No, almost. Uh, he did hint that it is possible to see Swamp Thing show up in another series, uh, such possible. as Legends of Tomorrow. Oh fuck that! Uh, but he's still cautioning it would be very unlikely for that to happen. Like Swamp Thing and Legends of Tomorrow. What? Like, all right, you, you can kind of, like Swamp Thing pops up from time to time and other things yes in the comics when there's a swap right but well no generally necessary. like why not why not just do a goddamn justice league dark movie they did the animated one it, well yeah that was all right yeah i'm just saying they did the animated one but, uh if you're uh, gonna do any story show you know what I, we need the, the, the show proved that there's enough of an audience you know what we need we need a movie yeah we need the swamp thing movie but we need the the one where he comes to gotham yeah ah would that, Crystal Reed be in this show? Alan, you could have yeah, the, Alan the, Moore, Alan Moore, the Alan Moore storyline. Yeah, you could one. have Crystal Reed in it, and it would be, and you know what the selling point of this is? It would be right in line with the world, of the social world today. Yeah. Because basically, if you're not familiar with that, the Alan Moore run where he goes to Gotham, he uh, he's on, uh, his, his, his girlfriend is on trial because she is dating a non-human. Abby Arcane, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. And she's dating a non-human. So she's on trial going to go to prison in Gotham. And Swamp Thing, of course, then just takes the city over. Yeah. Like and just Batman literally and overgrowing to... and everything. And like and like Batman can't overpower him, gets beat up pretty bad. And then like it goes to it fast forwards to a year later, where like all Gotham is just like a swamp and just yeah. covered in branches. And Batman has to figure out a way to reason to, to yeah. reason with him it's to good go. One. But the moral of the story is that you can you should be able to love who you love. Yeah. And that was the moral of the story. So I thought it was it's kind of like good and on point, but it's actually a very good storyline now mind you alan moore would hate it because he hates breathing but <laughs> but that's okay you just we just get over that he's, hey, listen, he's alan moore's the, a genius but he's, he's he, he hates everything he's one of those like one of those examples of the heroes you don't want to meet oh absolutely like i love everything he's done um like from hell is one of oh amazing not one of the best graphic novels but also just one of the best novels of all oh, time absolutely like it is it's so 
so good. His run on Swamp um, Thing is the definitive and, run of Swamp Thing. The, and it, Watchmen. It's like a schematic for so many comics. The his run on Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a, it's almost a dry run for Doctor Manhattan. His well, that's a, I was gonna say that's yeah, that's why I like, said I think I think he wrote the definitive Swamp Thing. Yeah, in my oh, opinion. He did. And well, they're still they're Watchmen. still going off of it like in the current comics. Absolutely. Like, There's still the Parliament of the Trees and all that. And the fact like, that he's he, not the he fact that he's not the John doctor. Constantine. John Constantine yeah. is his character but think about the fact that he's actually not the doctor that's just the plants mimicking the doctor yeah his, like that was the whole like originally swamp thing was like how it was in the tv show yeah, in the original west craven yeah. movies he was the he transformed into the doctor got transformed that's not how it was not in no, alec holland in, dies and yep. the he, plants the mimic plants, him the plants have a memory of him mm-hmm. and they reassemble in the shape of a human or what their what their version yes, of him, of him would, would be, be. Yeah, so basically a, so a forest god. Yeah. And it, it's great though. Like but Alan Moore uh, he's he's a genius on the level of comic books and writing. Yeah. But flawed as hell. And he hates everything. He yeah, hates he, everything. Yeah, he he doesn't seem like <laughs> And he writes some he writes some pretty outrageous shit. He's I don't know there. if you've seen it now. He's he's very controversial figure. Well, I uh I bought his book Jerusalem. He wrote a novel um, an actual like book book and uh it's like 1200 pages long i have yet to like i i gotta get in the right mindset to get into that because like <laughs> good luck because i imagine i i can't imagine what that's gonna be, it's gonna be like. full of hate. <laughs> you know what it is it's gonna be a journey through the mind of a madman yeah. <laughs> i mean i've heard good things but good god i i gotta get in the right yeah yeah so i i agree like but uh it's, swamp, it's thing, great. swamp thing needs they I think there's such a massive following for Swamp Thing and all the all the right people know and that it's like one of the most is one of the greatest comic book characters Agreed. all the time. Agreed. And like why can't we just why can't we just Why can't have, we be friends? Is yeah, that what you meant? Why can't we just have a cool version of the show was perfect. I I like the show a lot. The so. show was perfect. Does really suck, man. I've still yet to see it. Uh what I did see uh last week on uh, one of the movie premium channel stars um, every day, I believe it was from Tuesday through Friday, they were showing two of the Friday the 13th movies every night. And I happened to watch on Friday, I happened to watch uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, or as, as we commonly refer to it, Jason Takes Vancouver. Or and, Jason Takes a Boat. Or Jason Takes a Boat, yes. Jason Rides a Boat. Jason Rides a Boat, Friday the 13th Part 8. Uh, so after watching the movie about an hour later, I happened to get on uh, one of our horror sites, just looking for news. Like I always do to, to bring to the show. And uh, I happened to see that Peter Mark Richmond, who was known as the villainous teacher, Charles McCulloch in Jason takes Manhattan has sadly passed away at the age of 93. Unfortunate. Very good. Yeah. Uh, good, good actor. I loved his portrayal in that movie. Cause he was definitely the, the asshole heel you needed in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, it, he was following it, following our, our, our good buddy, Tony. He was following him up. As a heel. Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, he really was. So, yeah, it's sad to see. Uh, he was also in The Naked Gun, Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear. Mm-hmm. So Who was he, he was, in there? He was, he was it, when Frank Drebin climbs up on top of the roof of a building and comes crashing through. He's one of, like, the, the evil henchmen that's inside. <laughs> yes. So. When he's swimming, he's, after he's swimming in raw sewage. Yes. It smells like yes. you've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that so would good. be me. 
So, yeah, so sad to see it. Uh, you know, he was 93, but, and, and, you know, so he did live a long life. But, you know, it, it's for such a terrible movie in that series, he really was an entertaining villain, like a secondary yeah. villain. So The true villain, you know, if you will. Absolutely. He, really he was the true was. villain. So, absolutely. Uh, do you have any more news, Mike? That would be it. I do have one piece of news that's breaking. I have two pieces of news, one that involves us and one that's kind of breaking because I just uh, got reference to this. Uh, so I'll start with the one that doesn't involve us. Uh, there is a, a new trailer and gameplay for Resident Evil Village oh. that will be showcased uh, at the Resident Evil Showcase is what they're calling it on uh, January 21st at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, it's uh, that Just go to uh, Resident Evil Showcase on YouTube or just the Red- Resident Evil YouTube channel to witness this. That would be on January 21st. So that would be next, this upcoming Thursday? Because the 23rd yeah. is Saturday. So yeah. this upcoming Thursday, you can see official a new trailer and gameplay from the new Resident Evil game, Resident, Resident Evil you're, uh, having, village. you're having a lot of trouble. With there that. was a lot. I said <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil a lot. That's why. And that's why it's, it's like. tongue twister. It is. Because when you say Resident Evil Showcase. Yeah. And then no, you can no, see I'm the trailer teasing. for the new Resident Evil game, Resident I Evil wanna, Village. But now you're do, now you're rocking it. Well, that's because I now said it four times. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes. Uh, so there's that. So that's uh, for any uh, fans of the Resident Evil series. That would be cool to check out. I did. We I, we got to see the initial trailer late last year. Looks super good. It should be out. I do believe in March or uh, April yeah. of this year. Major major fan of uh, all of those games. Yeah, I'll be getting it. No, it's it's definitely good. The last game was really good. I, I have I Biohazard have was awesome. I have high hopes for this one as well. So with that being said, to news for ourselves, I took part yesterday in an announcement. Uh, as representing 8122 Productions, also as my job as the event managers for Sci-Fi Horror Fest, along with the promoter of the show, Tiffany Beth, on uh, Facebook. I know Mike stopped by to see it. And uh, we announced last night that coming to the event on the August 27th to 28th at Vernon Downs, uh, up there near Utica, New York, is going to be the one and only C.J. Graham will be joining us at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Uh, we are cautiously optimistic. That's a word we use a lot for it, that the event will go on, hopefully, being that late in the year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Cross our fingers, and I'm really hoping so because I would love to meet C.J. Graham. We do have more celebrity announcements and more guest announcements coming in the next few weeks, but for all information on that, please visit SciFiHorrorFest.com. That is S-C-I-F-I. H-O-R-R-O-R-F-E-S-T dot com. Uh, there you go. And the link will be in the description for uh, the show. Also, uh, like I said, in the next couple months, we'll be making more celebrity announcements and everything else. And we are still accepting vendor spaces if you would like to be a vendor at the event. And, of course, tickets are real cheap. I do believe it was $10 a day and $15 for the weekend. Uh, and we, if the event doesn't happen due to COVID, uh, still being, you know, around and not everything not, you know, going to plan. Uh, we will be giving full refunds. We announced that last night as well. All right. So there you go. Uh, so that's a cool announcement. I know that uh, Mike C is excited to meet CJ Graham. Oh, I can't wait. So be my first Jason. Well, actually, no, I, I met. Uh, You've met. I met the very first Jason. Actually, the so it'll be my second Jason. I, I did. Uh, so I met Ari Lehman here. I was going to say I've met him as well. Jason. But yeah, my first adult Jason that I'll be meeting. Yes, there you go. Pretty so, excited. 
that's pretty awesome stuff. And uh, so that's going to take us into how you can get a hold of us. If you want to talk about anything we talked about in the news, you want to drop some news on us, you you know, you just want to say hi, you can do that on social media, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hashtag HZ607. For all information about the show, you can also visit 8122productions.com. And of course, uh, that'll take you to all the great things we're doing here and the links to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash podcast. Also, the links to the Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily for as little as $1 a month. Uh, Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Get a great amount of bonus content there. More to come. We're, we're, we're thinking about now uh, doing our uh, pre-production meeting much like we do on the Three Fat Nerds podcast for patrons because I think it'll be a lot of fun because we were talking about some real fun stuff that wouldn't we couldn't shoehorn into the show, but yeah. it was still horror related. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, too we much. always have a good time. You, Three you, friends so, hanging out. So you, you, so everybody on Patreon eventually get to hear me talk about. We set up a scenario for witches and what it must have been like to inform <laughs> the, uh, the the families of a accused witch that they were no longer a witch. And, uh, I can't do it now because it won't be good as news, funny. But we, yeah, we have good news and we have bad news. <laughs> good news is they weren't a witch. The bad news: the funerals on Sunday. Uh, that was kind of one of them I mentioned, and we kind of riffed on that. It was kind of a lot of fun and all that. Of course, our forty dollars films idea of. Jay- Jason kills. Oh yes, we talked about our forty dollars oh, films idea. We can't give that away for free, so that's got to be no. Uh, nope. uh, there's a there's a trilogy. Jason Top kills secret. going into a trilogy uh, for forty dollars films and uh, very interesting twist. We're M Night Shyamalan the shit out of it. So eventually, we're gonna bring that to Patreon probably in the near future, maybe even by next episode. Because I had so much fun with that earlier episode. You know, just be but it's a dollar a month if you want to do that, and you do get a lot of extra bonus content. You get two, actually now three bonus shows because we're doing the full spoiler reviews of WandaVision every week oh. on Mondays. It'll be coming out Monday nights, giving the embargo, but if you haven't seen it, you can still watch it and then listen after what myself, Derek, and Ron, Ron will be in sometimes, but me and Derek definitely it's are talking Monday, about WandaVision. Monday nights? Uh, no, it comes out Friday nights, Friday. but we're, oh, we're okay. doing, yeah, yeah. we're putting it out, doing we're doing our review and putting it out Monday nights. The gotcha. reason being is we want to give some people time. Yeah, yeah. And also we're doing it on Patreon because we don't want to spoil it for people yeah. on the real show. There's that enough makes, other podcasts to do it that sense. way. That's fine, but you, we're not one of them. We don't like to be the spoiler guys all the time. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, visit that as well. And we got tons of stuff going on. So just check out the website. Check out the show. You'll love it all. But Mike C., I do believe it's time for a little bit of trivia. Oh boy. That's right. It is that special, intimate time of the show <laughs> where we do the Horror Zone 607 trivia question. Now, last week, I just want to say I gave you guys, especially the professor, you know, it was a little soft toss. I gave you a nice, easy one last week. I feel like this one is as well. I wanted you to get two in a row right for the first time in your career as a podcaster. So, without further ado, oh what popular actor whom has starred in numerous comedies throughout the years provided the narration at the beginning of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Once again, what popular actor that has starred in numerous comedies throughout the years provides the narration at the beginning of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And here's a little uh, little hint. He did it with the original, the remake, and the prequel to the remake. The answer coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607.
welcome back to the zone. Before the break, I asked this week's horror zone 607 trivia question of the week. What popular actor, which has starred in numerous comedies throughout the years, provides the narration at the beginning of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Now, Rich, I know you knew the answer immediately. Oh, Professor, I, was, I was flexing Professor, and dancing. I just want to throw that out there. So normally when we do the show, I can actually see your face, Rich. Uh, this week I can see the professor's face, and he just looks like an idiot. He looks so <laughs> yeah. dumbfounded right now, lost, like a deer in headlights when he, I asked that question. He was lost. He is lost like Carlos was lost in uh, Freddy's Dead. There it is. I got my Freddy's oh. Dead reference in. Yeah, very much there so. There it is. Very much so. And the, so map even told to, him, and the map even told him he was fucked. Oh, yes. Yes. So so Professor did ask during the break if we could give him a movie. And we were like, we're not going to give it away to you. But I did tell him I would give you a hint of one movie and one movie only that this this comedic actor starred in. And I'll give you that hint right now. He was in Stripes. He was. Oh, my God. Is it is it Judge Reinhold? No, it is not Judge Reinhold. You lose. I'll give you one more. Qu- I'll give you one more guess. Do you have one more guess given from Stripes? <laughs> like John Candy? <laughs> okay, you lose. You're just lost. Getting closer. You're getting closer. You got, you got the first. Harold Ramis? Ready? No, no. Ready? I'm going to try to pop at him. You got the first name right. John? Yes. <laughs> one more hint. One more hint. Give he starred as Dan. He starred as Dan in Night Court. Oh, John Larroquette. Yes. John Larroquette is the answer. But Jeez. you don't you don't get to count that as correct. No, we that's not. You, no, that's You're very not wrong. In fact, all. you lose like times two. <laughs> well, yes, it was John Larroquette. <laughs> Judge Reinhold was a good guess. <laughs> I mean, Judge Reinhold, he would have been like five years old, I think. No, he'd have been. He'd have been. He, mm. No, he would have been slightly younger, well, but that's not five. John Larroquette, huh? Because remember, in nineteen, what was it? Uh, the first, uh, the first uh, Beverly Hills Cop movie was eighty two. Was it eighty two? Yeah. He would have been young, though. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he wouldn't. He young. wouldn't. Yeah. Larry, but it was John Larroquette. Yes, that, that does shock a lot of people when they find it out for the first time. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of one of those things like like uh, William Shatner, you know, it was his face that was the mask that became Michael Myers. Like, it, I, I think I kind of like put it in that same category. I agree with you. Because you know what? It's one of those fun things in trivia you find out as a horror fan usually pretty early. And then it's yeah. kind of like that fun fact that you use to other horror fans that might not know. I never. It's a really good fun I fact. never yeah. would have thought to even... Like who? Uh, yeah, but well, now that and I did look now up that Judge Reinhold, it, like it sounds. Judge Reinhold was born in 1957, so he would have been what, like 15, 16 years old when Texas Chainsaw was made. So in theory, he could have done it, but he probably would have had like a very high. When was you said 57? So he would have been 27. So you've been 17. 17. You've been 17. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd been, he'd been, yeah. yeah, he would have been super young, but he could have done it. But no, it was John Larroquette. <laughs> John Larica. Uh, I was I was against giving you like certain ones Stripes. because if we would have been like if we would have been like down Periscope, it would have been over. <laughs> down Periscope. He was in that. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was also in what was that? Uh the movie with Damon Wayne's Major Pain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But Night Court is what I'll always he he holds a place in my heart from Night Court. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I probably should have given the movie. Uh, I, I probably should have said Major Pain instead. You would have been like, "Oh, John Larroquette, got the, it." You know, I, I, Damon I, Wayne. He was a Damon, Damon Wayne's. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, honestly, actually, I news uh, not horror related. Before we get into the top ten that you got that you brought us, Mike, but uh, horror unhorror related, they are actually doing a reboot of Night Court. Oh, I really? thought I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, they they confirmed it. Reboot of Night Court's in the work. John Larroquette is coming back. What about? Uh, Really? 
Ant, Ant, he's going to be uh, allegedly a lot of people. They haven't given a spot, but we, we most people think he's going to be the judge. Harry. Harry oh, Harry, yeah, he's, Harry, Harry Anderson's, Anderson's dead. dead. Oh, he passed yeah. away a few years ago. A couple years ago. Actually. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, you know, they're still holding out hope that he'll be there, though, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be there in spirit. But that's I, why I, I like Harry Anderson. Uh, Larroquette is coming back playing the same character, so a lot of people are assuming he'll be the judge. Yeah. Just because it would make sense because he was the prosecutor. Okay. Yeah. So is Bull going to be back or Marky Post? I don't. Uh, there has there was very limited. The only person that they had listed coming back was John Larroquette, but they said that it was it's it's a reboot, but it's actually a continuation just into the modern. That was time. such a great show. I remember watching that when I was little. Yes. Yeah. Love that show. I, I'm assuming they're going to bring like what they've been doing with a lot of the the reboot shows, if you will. They've been bringing back a lot of the cast, so I'm assuming yeah. that they're going to bring back whoever's still alive and wants to be a part of it. Uh, but Larroquette was just the one that they led with because I do believe he's also an executive producer on the show as well. Gotcha. Nice. Well, so there Mike, you have it. Mike, we came to this segment. We didn't know what you were going to talk about. We're excited to hear what you're going to talk about. You came, uh, you brought us a top 10 list, and I'm going to take a peek behind the curtain as we do on the show and make fun of ourselves. It's only because uh, we are, uh, sometimes we don't talk, we talk about nonsense in our chats <laughs> instead of picking a movie to review. So we didn't pick a movie to review this week. <laughs> We're like, yeah, yeah we got to we... pick a movie and then didn't chat and, for a few days. Well, not only did we not yeah. chat, but when we did chat, it was all about nonsensical things yeah. that had nothing to do with the show. <laughs> well, that and I suggested that we, we review a very popular, movie series which would take us probably into about uh july of 20 2027 because there's enough movies in the series that we could have reviewed one every week and it would have been more than enough it would have covered months and of course the professor only wanted to talk about the lighthouse he wanted to review the lighthouse every week yeah. until july so that's of 2023 so you're you're so, welcome we saved all of you <laughs> yep. yes yes so instead uh many layers this is, Yes, there is many layers. So instead, uh, I started working this week on a new top 10 list, and I just want to throw a shout out. This is actually something, the inspiration from this came from an old friend of mine, my friend Ryan. Uh, I think, Professor, you may know him, Ryan Siciliano. Yeah. I think he used to work with him. He was also yeah. a teacher. Okay. And uh, every now and then, he'll send me, you know, like a Facebook Messenger thing, making fun of some of the characters from the Friday the 13th series, which is ironic because that was the series that I suggested that we actually do a deep dive and actually review the movies one by one. And uh, a couple of months ago, just out of the blue, he sends me a message with a picture from a character in the Friday the 13th series followed by another one. And he says, what kind of, a, what kind of an abomination does this guy need to be to be followed, to be following this guy? And we had a good laugh about it. And it got me thinking, I have never done the worst characters ever in, in the horror movie genre. So I came up with, they may be the most annoying. They may be the worst behaved. They may just be the biggest abominations of them all. But that's what this list is. The worst, top 10 worst horror characters of all time. Like the, ones, the ones you want to see die. Pretty much, yes. The ones that you just want to see get, get you know hacked to pieces in a movie because they're so annoying. And they're such degenerates. All right. Yeah. So, so this is that list. Bum, so bum, 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 starting bum, bum, the list at number 10, Billy Hitchcock from Final Destination, which, of course, was played by the great Sean William Scott. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of got his at the end of that movie. I feel like, I I feel like we're all going to be like, yeah. Yeah. For these guys. Because <laughs> if, if, if you're talking about hated people, and we're just, yeah. Well, I mean, he, uh, Sean William Scott plays that part well. I mean, it he, was the most a, different role he's yeah. ever played of anything I've ever seen him in. Well, but he was so annoying. 
I don't know. He usually plays the annoying guy, so yeah. I will say that. Yeah, but he was just like this whiny little, you know, turd in the movie. And uh, he got his. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen a 20-year-old movie. A uh, train is going by, and uh, the train catches a piece of metal and just <laughs> flies at him and cuts his head off from, like, his mouth area. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he kind of got what was coming to him. Stifler, no. Stifler, no. Number nine, Detective Matt Gibson from Saw the Final Chapter, which ironically enough played Todd in Final Destination, which was uh, Devin Sawa's best friend. He kind of gets like hung in the shower oh, in, in that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. He plays the detective in Saw the Final Chapter, a.k.a. Saw 7, and that guy was just awful. I love that series, and he made that movie nearly unwatchable. Terrible. Terrible. Worst cop of them all. I wanted to see him get killed, and he did. He yeah. got his. I, so clearly, I, you guys don't have any idea who I'm talking about. No, we do. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely know who you're talking about. But unfortunately, the list is people that are like horrible, which usually means they're unmemorable or people you just I'm didn't not like. Remember it. Yeah, I'm not and, remembering that. Uh, I, I do know who you're talking about, but I didn't like him, so I was happy to see him get his. So, yeah. <laughs> He'll rue the day. Now, and I thought of this list kind of quickly, too, because I knew that we weren't going to we didn't have any movies to do. So I'm probably going to end up forgetting somebody that probably should have gotten theirs. But I think I've still got some pretty good ones on this list here. So that'll move us into number eight. Heather Donahue playing Heather Donahue in the Blair Witch Project. Oh, she was awful. <laughs> I Come love on. how he just went. Oh, professor, state your case. I. Uh, well, she I, was whiny and sniveling well, and I did is, not like she her. She is super yeah, she's awful. She's an awful person. She <laughs> like I at first like I feel kind of sympathetic for her cuz she was trying to do something but um like she didn't know what she was getting into and she brought those other guys with her so yeah, screw her. Um she went in over her head and uh caused the deaths of her uh colleagues there. So uh, yeah, yeah, she's pretty bad. By the way, I want to point out, I have you seen the new theory about that movie? That it was never the witch. That it was just a, a way that her ex-boyfriend and his friend just murdered her. What, they sent her out of wild <laughs> goose No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, so basically, the whole, <laughs> oh, the, whole, the whole premise is because, remember, she's dating the one guy in the movie. Like, they, they were, that was her ex-boyfriend. And his, that's his friend. And they kind were of, they they, they, halfway through the... Which, the, which one of them? I can't I remember. No, no. They, I think they, they had all just met. No, no. They were formerly dating. It's part of the lore. Of the, just look this shit up. It's actually no, something shit. that was actually really put out there. And basically, the more that they're around her, they get super annoyed. Like, as the movie goes on, remember, they get real annoyed with her. And it's just yeah. basically that final scene is she goes off camera, and the one guy freaks her out, and the other guy murders her. <laughs> it, I, I'm not saying that's what happens. I'm just telling you that that is a theory that's going around the internets. Wow. See? Wow. He's pulling up the entire, like, no, I'm, I'm watching him scroll it. I'm going to look. I, I, <laughs> I told you. It's 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 a crazy, crazy theory. I don't think it's real, but. Wow. There you go. That, that that just threw me for a loop. I don't even think we need to do the rest of the list here at this mm -hmm. point. That's, let's just call it a show. <laughs> I can't believe That's... we haven't talked about it before. There's a lot of, but then again, a lot of people have covered. That, that is, one day we'll have to do, like, or one month we'll have to do, like, uh, or occasionally bring it up, do conspiracy theories in horror movies. Yeah. 
because there's there's some out there and i'm not just talking about the curse films i'm talking about there's actual conspiracy movies uh of, of what films are like, supposed what, to what's actually happening be. in the plot yeah yeah, the, yeah what is actually happening what you actually see when it's not you know whatever we will have, we'll have to bring that up that'll be something we table for the future but yeah that is one of I've them that's one. out there what I've you got? got? For, you got I got one? one for the original Scream, so we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it when we get to that show, though. There we go. We'll do it. Uh, it's, but, it's a fun little piece. But with that being said, uh, what's who's next on your list? What's the next so victim? This, <laughs> so number seven on the list. Now, you guys are going to have to put on your thinking caps for this one. You guys seem like you'd be fans of the Return of the Living Dead series. I absolutely am. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in Return of the Living Dead Part 2, the character of Ed Matthews, who was played by James Caring. Come on. That guy, okay, whining, uh, sniveling. B- 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 what he okay. was there with Tom Matthews. They they get infected and they're kind of oh, like okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. They yep, just yep, cry yep. and sob yeah. and whine. Yeah. Sometimes with oh the name, I don't. Uh, sometimes yeah, with the, the name, I didn't I'm... know. But it, when you said uh, who, yes, they whined. Okay, yep. Oh, yeah. Get rid of that guy. Get rid of him. <laughs> that, I didn't even like. I didn't even like movie. Tom Matthews in that movie. Oh, he was just as bad. They were like you know the two of them were together. Weren't they both together in, in part one playing different characters? Yes. Uh, yeah. I yes, they so. were, <laughs> because they recycled they recycled uh, actors, much like an anthology for the the movies, which I thought was uh, the first two movies. I thought that was 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 ingenious about them. They were tongue in cheek. They're great comedies. If you're not a if you've never seen the Return of the Living Dead movies, they're 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 super fun, and uh, the the zombies actually talk. They mostly say brains. brains. Although the one time mm-hmm. I love it when the cops come and they're send more brains. <laughs> <laughs> so good, uh, but yeah. And then of course Tar Man. Who can who who can hate Tar Man? No Tar Man. Oh, uh, that was the second one. Yeah, I see. I get the two confused because there are so many similarities. You know, like the oh no, there's both movies, pretty much but. every one of the movies until it gets really like, I think it's about the fourth one where it gets really weird and it changes like what the movie, it gets more serious, but it's not, that's the one where the girls got all the piercings and stuff. Remember that's number four. Uh, the first three movies in the series, I like the first two the best, but the first three movies in that series are all tongue in cheek comedy. Real I don't lots think of I've fun. seen the third one. The third one's not bad. It's not as good as the first two. But did, was Dan O'Bannon the? Only, he only did the first one, right? He's the guy that wrote the original. I Alien do. Yes, yes, yes. I do like believe he wrote so. And directed the first one. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. That's and then after that, it was movie. it would change. But they kept yes. it tongue in cheek. And then I think around four, they tried to be serious. Uh, That's where uh, I can't remember what the tagline to that. But if you remember, the it was the girl on the cover with the long nails, and she had all the piercings because she was pier- It's it's really they try to be serious. It doesn't work out. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. Number six on the list, and this is where my buddy Ryan comes into play because this was the first picture that he sent me. And this would be the character of Shelly from Friday the 13th Part 3. What an abomination that guy was. I love Shelly. <laughs> Shelly brings you... It was you, such a little twist. He brings you comedic... Like, listen, he's got the comedic timing. He runs over the biker's bikes. He introduces Jason to the mask. He's he's possibly <laughs> the most important character in all of Friday the 13th. He is, yeah. In a way, he definitely is. Like I he, hate that. He is, actually. I, that's but is he, is he annoying? Yes. And he is definitely, like, I, I can't say the word now because the people don't like it, but you can look it up. He's he's a beta. I'm just looking up the Return of the Living Dead. Oh, it's thing. three. It's not four. It was yeah. three where they started that shit. Okay, yeah. so never mind. The first two movies are good. The third one's worse. I remember so that. I remember her. All right. For some reason, I thought that was the fourth movie, but yes, yes. There you go. All right. Corrections and omissions. Sorry. Thanks to the professor. No, no, thank you for the professor. 
Because I, I, I knew it got bad somewhere, but that's where, because it started to act like yeah. they were serious, and it wasn't. The first two were the only. first two were comedies, and they were great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as far as, far as Shelly goes, I understand his uh, place. We, we, we love Larry Zerner. However. Larry Zerner's a friend of the show. He's, however, he's responded to us a couple times on Twitter. Yes. However, so. however, we do, uh, we, 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 you know, he is annoying. He did deserve to die. He definitely deserved yeah. to die. He, he deserved to die. <laughs> I think that's what this is. <laughs> the I understand, I understand that he says that this is an unlikable characters list. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, basically, that in, in horror movies, that translates to you deserve to die and you're going to get oh, yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. So continuing on, Mike. <laughs> so that'll bring us to number five, which kind of went hand in hand with, with part six. So this was the guy that, that my buddy sent me the message. And, you know, this picture came after Shelley's. And he said, you know, what kind of an abomination did this poor guy have to be? And that would be Joey from Friday the 13th, part five. That... <laughs> yes. Oh, Joey. He's misunderstood. We cannot, we, we should not make fun of him. He was very challenged. He was. Uh, you know, but, at uh, first, you know, he first when we first meet him, he's 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 obviously mentally ill. Oh, he's right. obviously also a little slow. And then you got to feel even worse for him because by the, by the time it's all said and done, he has only one arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not much of a backbone. Listen, Vic, I think you're being very unreasonable. <laughs> I think you're out of line. Just forget it, Vic. Just forget it. Poor and that's, Joey. You know, and then and then you know what I, I will say this. You know what's more annoying about Joy, Joey than even that part of it is the fact that it ties how it ties into the end twist. Because like if they would have just said Roy fucking just had it like saw this kid dead and didn't wasn't his son and it was just like triggered something in him to get revenge, I'd have been like, Okay, that's cool. The fact that it was all of a sudden like, oh, because of a picture in his wallet, it was his son, you were like, Oh, come on, guys. Yeah. Come you know what the on. best part about Overstretch. that was is that Roy Roy had a picture of himself. Like that somebody took like a quick yes. picture of him. He put, he put it in wallet. there right before his son. Yes. And by the way, when you're when you're out murdering people portraying Jason Voorhees, the one thing you want to make sure you grab, your wallet. It's true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you yes. might want to stop and get a burger afterwards. I don't know. You know, I You if, never know. You never know. Well, I mean he Jason did try burgers. to he did try to stop and get a burger, remember? The perv guy. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. The bald headed guy. Yes, yes, yes. He was there picking up the, the waitress because they were gonna yes. have some fun. But neither of them had fun. They just met Roy. Yeah, they they met Roy. Well, they had a little bit of fun. Uh, yes, the, the guy. He was also what was he like a paramedic or whatever. Yes, he, he was. The, he was his partner. Yeah, he was well, the one he, making uh, jokes, and then uh, <laughs> because of said jokes, I think that's why he was on the chopping block. Yeah, well, that and then the cocaine that he did right before he got oh, the yeah. axe to the head. Also, also one of my favorite parts, of course, and I say this at work all the time. Whenever I'm at work and I have to use the bathroom, I always say the goddamn enchiladas. <laughs> and i'm not even making that up it's a true story the damn enchiladas and just run to the bathroom that's really funny so you know the friday the 13th series was just full of degenerates i just want to say i could have made this whole list with friday the 13th characters. oh you absolutely could because oh. i if your number one isn't somebody from that series i'm gonna be mad because i have a certain person right in mind Maybe, maybe not. Okay. So we'll see. Well, number let's four, go. number four from Halloween Five would be Tina. Oh, I kind of like Tina. Oh come on, man. She's the she brunette, was the single right? worst. She was the worst Fucking character Tina. in that entire series. She's she's pretty bad, but like she's not the worst in the series. There's uh, worse, but she I is still pretty bad. Who's yeah. worse? Uh, the person I hope it was number one that probably isn't, but I'm looking his name up now. Well, you said from Friday the 13th. Tina's from Halloween. Oh, sorry. 
Oh, Halloween yeah. Halloween five. five. Why am I on that? Why am I in? I'm not Tina. even. You know why? You're thinking of Tina. Ready you're thinking for this? of like the Tina. Yes. But you know what else? I'm looking something up currently, so I just kind of tipped my Tina's... head, so I wasn't even listening. Sorry. <laughs> like, Tina's bad, but. Tina's. Run! Okay, Run! so I would say this Tina is not the worst in that movie, even. I would say her boyfriend is. Yeah, yeah. That he's guy. a douche, and he's <laughs> unlikable, and then he dies. Mike? Yes, Mike. Yeah. Mike with his car. Uh, come on, Tina was just so annoying. You just couldn't wait for her to get hers. You know who was annoying? Everybody no, that no, talks no. about that movie. Your reasoning for, for Tina being ready for this, though, your reasoning for being annoyed is because Danielle Harris yelling Tina was fucking annoying. By the way, I, I know, I yeah, know you, I, can, I know you won't stand behind like this. I just remember. I know her, Mike won't stand behind this. The only but fucking listen, Danielle Harris in Halloween Five is fucking annoying as shit. Yeah, like she overacts everything when she's able. Finally, when she's able, like she does a great job until she's able to talk, yeah. and then for some reason, yeah. she for some reason once she finds her voice, she has to like overreact to everything. Like she does a great Tina. job when she's signing and like all that stuff, yeah, and like yeah. like selling it. But as soon as she starts talking, she like oversells it. Because remember when her 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 buddy gets hit by the car, yeah, and she's like, ah, like come on, guy. <laughs> I know I'm breaking out of the younger five girl. Could have been though. It should have been Tina that got killed with the scissors in Rachel's bedroom, which that, sounds like true. something out of clue. That is true. Rachel but, should have been alive. Yeah, I, do, I will do. It would have been a totally that. different movie. Yeah, because I, I, I like, I, I think, I think Rachel's one of the greatest survivor girls of all time in a horror. Yeah, movie. Sure oh yeah, cool. agreed. And by the way, Daniel Harrison four is amazing though. I, I'm, just, I'm not taking anything away from Daniel Harris. I think that when she started talking in five, though, she got real annoying. Yeah, because it was just a lot of until the end scenes with Michael. She got very like, like everything she did was over the top. Like, like he hits it and she's like, no, and then Tina and you're just like, calm it down, kid. You, you haven't <laughs> talked. You haven't talked for a fucking year. Like you don't need to yell everything. Well, she had a lot to say. She was emotional. <laughs> you know? Well, like everybody she knew died. You know what though? <laughs> At some point in juncture, you don't she's have to child. yell. She's you don't have to yell. I know. You don't have to yell. <laughs> Ma- Tina. You know? If you're going to yell for anybody, yell for Max. I thought Tina was hotter than uh, Rachel. No. No, you you're, you think wrong. Mm, you I can think see wrong. it. If I'm more of, you, listen, I'm more of a brunette, brunette guy. guy. If you're a brunette yeah. guy, then she was. If you're a blonde, yeah. if you're like the blondes, then then Rachel was, yes. Yeah. But, I like I'm blonde But here's, here's what I want to say. Uh, if we're going to go by that, and that's going to sound really bad, but I'm going to yeah, say this. Because I don't care, though. I'll say it. Uh, I'm married, so I get, to, I get a pass anyways. So... The reason I say this is if you're into like if like if you wanted a girl to take home to mom and marry, Rachel's that girl. Like she's the good girl, whatever. Tina is the girl if you want somebody to, to take you home on a Friday night. Yeah. Like she's the fun girl. Yeah. So somebody that's the going fun to girl, you, yeah. you think it's fun and then she just annoys you and you want to get rid of her. Yeah, I, don't I know. see what you're saying. I, I don't know. The guy she almost you know, with with not knowing that her boyfriend was dead, she almost slept with that the, the stoner on the that's, couch. I'm just yeah, throwing it out there. That's a major fault right there <laughs> in her character. Like she just doesn't If you like the party, Tina's your girl. If yeah. you like the girl that you want to spend the rest of your life with, Rachel's your girl. So that's Rachel's the, my girl. I know, the, I know, Mike. Because that's where your that's where your biological clock is. The professor, yeah. he's not there, and it's okay. No. I love I love him still. What a lot of people don't realize is the professor is only thirteen years old. Um, so. that's a lie. <laughs> he's only slightly younger than I am, which makes him <laughs> a quite a like bit younger. I'm quite four you and a half years I love it. old. I love it. I love it. Quite that makes him quite a bit younger than you are. Wait. <laughs> 
My, your, my birthday's in January. I, I just had a birthday. Oh, yeah. My birthday bir- was this past happy, Friday. That's yeah, 15th. happy Thank birthday. You. Yes. My birthday yeah. was January 15th. I, I am now 38 years old. I don't wow. use young. Fuck that. I'm 38. All right. Uh, so, and, and you will be 38 in February. Yes. So there you go. Wow. You guys are getting old. Yes, we are. We're not going to talk about see- your age, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. All I can tell you is you were chastised by Courtney Gaines for your age. So continue on with the list. Yes. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Not many people can say that a, that a Hollywood celebrity... One of the great character actors of all time chastises them because of their age. Yeah, never well, mind. Well, it wasn't just because of your age. It was what you were doing at your age. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I'm just saying, if the if the four was out, I would be playing Stephen A. Smith. He, he ain't wrong, <laughs> but he didn't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the same time, he was buying us Chinese food. So, also we love we we also love Courtney Gaines. Yes, we do. He's one of the greatest people I've ever met. Yes. So. All right, back to the to the list here. Uh, the top three. We've made it to the top three. The, the worst characters of all time. And I don't think that there's much debate here, but let's see if you guys want to debate me on it. Number three, who I originally had at number one until I thought of the other two characters that, that, that made it to above them. Uh, number three, from Halloween Resurrection, Freddie Harris, played by everybody's favorite pe- person, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Was he the most annoying in that movie, though? He's pretty damn annoying. I was going to say, he is he's annoying, the worst. but I think that whole cast was annoying. That, that They were, movie. but he is one of the worst characters in the history of horror I, I want to point this out. The fact that, you know what? I will go along with it. The fact that he is the worst out of that entire cast is pretty bad. Yeah. Because there was no, there was, I, I want to point this out. Resurrection is after, after Jamie gets it. Uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, sorry, Lori, whatever you want. Wait, what's going on? Like, like, no, no, but you know what I mean. I, I, I was using real names because we were using yeah, Buster yeah. Rhymes, so that's why I changed it. So after she gets it, you cared nothing about anybody else who got murdered yeah. in that whole movie. Like, you're like, fuck it, I'm on Team yeah, Michael that all opening, day. That opening is the whole, like, there's that's nothing That's it, that's after the movie. That. After that, you're just like, fuck it, I'm Team Michael. Just kill these snotty fucking kids. Yeah. Kill them. Kill them all. Well, I'll tell you what, that, that Jen character, the blonde, played by Katie Sackhoff, well, she she could easily have made this list. But. Are, are you are, are you mean the fake Brittany Murphy? Yeah, basically yeah, they couldn't cast Brittany Murphy, so she they picked her. She's the knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was awful too. Like the last uh, what fifteen minutes of that movie with Buster, I throw away. <laughs> oh, when he jumps when he jumps through a flaming wall yeah. and Kung Fu fights Looking Michael a Myers. Crispy there, Mikey. Well, and then and then all the uh, and then all the chatter like with the paramedics and then the media when they come and he's just explaining. Michael Myers is a killer shark. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's bad. It's so really bad. bad. He's so one bad. of the worst characters in the history he, he, of Okay, I, agree. I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying, on that cast, you could have named the whole cast, and I've been okay the with cast it. Of Halloween <laughs> the cast of Halloween Resurrection. All of them. Uh, all right. Number two, which became number one on my list after I realized that I'm confused. You know, he, he belonged there, and he passed Freddie Harris. Would be from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Franklin Hardesty. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He is annoying. My knife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. Listen, listen. It's not. It had nothing to do. Uh, I, I, I don't know why guys in wheelchairs and getting killed ends up being on my list of favorite things. Maybe it's because he was annoying and the other one was just so epic. But I, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Judge me if you want to. But uh, listen, first of all, the, the it's not the same reasons though because I was kind of upset. Our friend in, in Friday the Thirteenth did not get his didn't get laid first yeah like he get the machete not only does he not part two is horrible for this reason we couldn't get the guy in the wheelchair laid before he gets the machete to the face and goes down the stair ride yeah 
Oh, I love that. By the way, I love the movie. I'm just saying, I'm 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 upset that he didn't get laid first. But one of the, as you guys know, it's my favorite Friday the Thirteenth kill of but all the time. But the guy, but the guy in Texas oh, yeah. Chainsaw, the guy in Texas Chainsaw, he did, laid. he does not deserve to get laid. He deserved to die instantly. And I was so happy. I, I if, if I was alive, the the if deserve I was alive, thing is killing me. If <laughs> I was alive in 1974, I would have stood up in the theater and cheered when that motherfucker got it. So there you go. Well, he's running. He's well. I shouldn't say he's running around the whole movie. He's wheeling around the whole movie. Just Jerry. Oh man, Jerry. Sally. He's wheeling around until the chainsaw comes, brother. Yeah, brother, brother, brother. I almost said he was running around. Brother. I feel bad about that, bro. Listen, and, and I love how you don't like the fact that I said deserve to die. This is what this list is. Well, no, I'm going to change the list mean, in the things. It's just it is funny. the list of deserve to die. It's just funny, like, the way when you say it, it's just funny. It is. I mean, it's... <laughs> but like, this are, person deserved to fiction, die. They're fictional characters, okay? Fictional, fictional characters. Character deserve fictional, to get theirs. Well, yeah, yeah. I have that in the soundboard, by the way, but we'll never hear fictional it until Mike's Yeah, the, the whole thing. Fictional, fictional characters. characters. But yes, anyway, so Mike, <laughs> the number one, and don't let me down. Don't well, let me I, down. I hope I don't let you down. Bruce. But I got to say that number one was too big for just one person. That's oh. right. So the, it's the top 11 list. Biggest. <laughs> no, they're both number one. They're both number one equally. These are the two biggest degenerates in the history of all cinema. Not just horror cinema, all cinema. And this is going to take us back to Friday the 13th, part five. And that's going to be Ethel and her son, Junior. The worst two characters to ever grace the screen. Uh, You're wrong. (laughs) I did not. It wasn't who you you expected. Listen, I I will tell you who my mind was. And I think mine is far worse. You're wrong. They were entertaining as shit. They, they, you know why? Because that hillbilly humor in the middle of that movie kind of took the. I, I, I'm going to argue this. I always say that you have to take something back because when a movie gets too dark and too vile, it, it it'll throw people off. Friday the Thirteenth is uh, Part Five is such a mean spirited film. Yeah. If you didn't have the comic relief with those two numbnuts, you would have never had it. Because think about it: the only death in that movie that was a lot of fun is his death when he's going in circles on his on the motorcycle. He gets his head lopped off. Yeah. That's hilarious. Literally, but before that, but you all, can't tell me they weren't the two biggest degenerates. Oh, in the they history were okay. They were the, they were degenerates, but all I don't time. think I don't think that they were the most unlikable because I think that uh, I don't think that they were likable either. But I just think they were the comic relief. Am I wrong? Yeah, professor. No, I would. Oh, agree. they were, but oh my goodness, Junior, See, you get in here, eat your stew. When I when I think of unlikable characters, like the end all be all for me, and it's not horror movie related, but is the guy from uh, Die Hard. The, the guy who's schmoozing with uh, Alan Rickman, um, the friend of uh, of Bruce Willis's wife. Wife, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who's like, you, you yeah, know, yeah, smarmy asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, these are the types that's of characters. Where, that's where I yeah. go, because my number one pick, if I was picking this, my number one all-time unlikable character in a horror movie is definitely Trent Sutton from the Friday the 13th remake. Oh, yeah. Those, oh, your, the nipple the nipple <laughs> placement is so, so stupendous. Yeah. Your boobs are stupendous. Yeah, he's he's, and he's such there. a cocksucker. And then when he finally gets it, you're like, yeah, boy. And, of course, he dies in an epic manner, getting yeah. slammed on the back of that tow truck and driven away on. So I that's who think, I think he's I, the most I, unlikable. He's, he's maybe unlikable. it was you guys I told this to. Maybe it wasn't. But I always wondered if that the tow – it wasn't the same actor, but I always wondered if the tow, tow, tow truck driver was supposed to be old Monty 
from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes because they were from the same studios. Yes, and I, I thought the same. And he also he he had that look to him too. I mean, I know it's not the same actor, but he had the he had that kind of look. Like you're like, yeah. oh, okay, that's an it, at least it, if it wasn't meant to be the same person, it was at least a nod. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that he was the most unlikable because think about it, all movie long, unlikable. He's yeah. an asshole. And then even when he's like getting laid, you're like, this guy is horrible. Yeah, just get him off the screen. Like who who wants to hear about somebody's boobs? Like their boob, your nipple placement is stupendous. Nobody says that. <laughs> yeah. You deserve to die. He's ready to trade people deserve- off to die. Oh, man. You sir deserve to die. I guess I guess eventually we've already said this on this show, so fans, this is Mike C's list, and a lot of times we don't do all this together. Eventually we'll 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 you know, over time we might all put lists together. And you might hear similar ones, but they come this from was different very, you know, subjective. This was definitely you know? yeah. But because if you if you if you pull all of our list, maybe we'll have some of the same, but maybe you know, and it's all different. For me, unlikable characters goes back to you know what we what the the professor keeps laughing about and I keep saying they deserve to die. <laughs> yes. And it's, 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 <laughs> Well, like the guy, the guy in Die Hard, that guy yeah, deserves, deserves to die because he he's selling out people and like. I'll give you another one. Straight heel, one of the greatest heels of all time in mo- uh, in shows or movie, the governor from Walking Dead. Oh yeah. No, there's no redeemable portions yeah. for that that character, which is amazing that they made a character that's such a heel that there's no redeemable portion because usually the bad guy people start to like at some point. Yeah. There is no redeemable, so when he died, he deserved to die. Yeah. He, yeah. By so, the way, somebody from the Walking Dead just uh, started following us on uh, Twitter. Well, thank Christopher you, Christopher. Cook. All right. Thank you, Christopher M. Cook. Uh, maybe sure maybe was, we but... can reach out to him and uh, maybe he wants to talk. Who knows? But with that being said, hopefully he wasn't as unlikable as the governor. Very, <laughs> by the way, great. It is the governor. No, yeah, it would have been great. The governor. But you know what? I, I, kudos to the actor that played the governor because think about that. He's, uh, he's, uh, he, he made everybody hate him. There's like nobody that liked that character because he did such a good job. And that's what he was supposed to do. He's supposed to be hated. So. Kudos to him and kudos. So to this him. guy played Likari. Okay, I, I tapped I out a while ago, but that's that's cool. Yeah, I like it. No I, idea. Oh, I w- I was just watching a movie with this guy, uh, Dog Eat Dog. Um, yes, yeah, yes, he was with in that Nicholas with Cage, Cage and, and uh, well, and man, hit him up on that, hit him up Mom on that DM and see if he wants to talk. He's good in it. He's good. But with that being said, uh, it was a good list, though, Mike. I did enjoy your list. I just uh, I disagree and with you, number way, one. I just want to point <laughs> out, for, for those that are a little bit more sensitive out there, this is fake deaths with fake characters in a fantasy. You know, it's it's, it's in a fake. Absolutely. So don't I, get your panties in a wad. I, absolutely. I mean, I think that's without being said, but I mean, it's, it's bad in this day and age, we have to say. I didn't mean that the actors should die and they deserve <laughs> to die. As a matter of fact, I want to say this. What this list proves is that every one of those actors did a great job because if they made you unlike them, that was their job. I don't think that yeah. they, I don't think that if you're the annoying character in a movie, it is written that way. So obviously they succeeded. So kudos to every actor who did this job and made the list because technically speaking, that was their whole point of existence in the movie. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Exactly. <laughs> I know, but you know, it, it, it's it's sad. It's sad, guys. Everybody get their panties out of bunch, stop fighting each other over stuff like this. Because literally, it's it's just characters. If you don't tell me you've watched a movie and you didn't want one person in that movie to die in the movie, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, because that's the whole point. If get you, over yourself. Well, if you're listening you, to you a horror podcast about horror, horror movies, movies, you're not a horror fan. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I mean, name one horror movie where nobody dies. Oh, what the hell? That's uh, great. There, I'm there pretty is, sure in there's the a horror. There's no, a horror. I mean, there's no, but here's the, here's what I'm going to point out. There, there's like some of the haunted movies where nobody dies, per se. But uh, I mean, I'm talking about you know horror, horror, slasher. Oh, there's, films. 
Got a slasher well, where nobody dies? Well, well yeah. The I think fucking, that there is uh, one April or two. Fool's like Day. the really like PG ones. Well, that's Fool's true. Day. Nobody does die in that. But they, Cry Wolf. But, Cry Wolf. No, somebody dies in that too. But but it, they do. They, they they simulate death. But yes. nobody dies. But that's the twist. That's why the twist is so good. Yeah, it's great. Because you think everybody's dead. So, okay, I'll give you the fact that nobody died for the twist. But in the movie, when you're watching it, it's a slasher you're, film. You're th- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're thinking there's a lot of death. That movie has a lot of death. It yeah. just turns out that it was all fake death. Yeah. 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 April Fool's Day. That's what, yeah, that's what we just said. Oh, I didn't hear you say April Fool's Day. <laughs> I, I missed that part. I thought we were supposed to talk about Cry Wolf. <laughs> Me and, I no, said he said April Fool's Day. We had a whole conversation <laughs> and then well, you jumped in. Uh, uh, April Fool's Day. I mean, I was proven wrong on a technicality, but there's still a lot of death was, in that movie. That's good. And yes, I, 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 I should have, I, speaks, I should have, so. I, like I said, if you really want to know, I should have chose my words better because a lot of haunting movies and stuff like that don't have any deaths in them. You know, guys, the whole point is the, the scariness of the atmosphere. I, I really enjoy talking about horror movies and stuff with you guys. I just hope one day that we can find a way to bring this to like a wider audience and Share our love for horror like like a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We should do a podcast. I love I love how you occasionally. I was gonna say if you guys have been listening to us for a while, that's a throwback to when Mike C once uh, basically basically said what we should do with a website that we have and a podcast. I was trying to make another point, and you guys took it and ran with it. If there was only a way that we talked every week about horror yeah. movies, shit. If there was something we could do. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. If there was only a place where we could send a people. Forum. Well, I think it was like, if there's only a place we could send people where we could, we yeah. could put stuff up, like a website, because <laughs> there's 8122 there some forum, some way. Ah, we have we have a good time here, and I hope you guys do as well. If you guys would like to join in on the good time, if you would like to add to the list of unlikable characters or characters who deserve to die, you can choose your language. Uh, you can go ahead and hit us up on the social <laughs> media. The right there, the characters who <laughs> deserve to die. die. That's going to be my list eventually. Yeah. I'm going to make another list where I do it, and that's what I'm. Yeah, next in. week we should do your list, and then the following week do mine. I, someday we should start lumping our top tens all together because yeah. it'll probably be nicer and easier. We will do that eventually. Uh, no, next week we're going to do a we're movie review because we're going to decide that. We're going to lock ourselves in this room until we figure one out. But uh, with that being said, though, hit us up on social media, HorrorZone607 on uh, Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607. Hit up that website that we do have, by the way, Professor, 8122productions.com to get all of your information and uh, make sure if you want more bonus content in this show early you hit us up on patreon for as little as one dollar a month you can uh, get a ton of bonus content and more to come from the show very soon patreon.com slash 8122 productions and that's all i got for right now mike c so that means you can take the fine people home all right well that is the show for this week uh tune in next week we might end up talking about the movie april fool's day i, I don't know it's we reviewed it's that already it's possible it's maybe, amazing. maybe we'll talk about it it's my favorite. Um, maybe, by the way, it's 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 my second favorite horror movie of all time, which most people know. Yeah, but maybe we'll discuss it. You know, maybe maybe one of these days somebody will bring it up. You know, because <laughs> nobody ever talks about it on the show all the time. So uh, so until then, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll do a podcast too. I don't know. One of these, we might start one. We might have something to talk about. I don't yeah, know. It's a good idea. It's it's worth tuning in for to see if we start a podcast someday. One so, day. One day. But that is the show for this week. So we hope you enjoy. We hope you tune in next week where we'll bring you the week's biggest horror movie news and talk a whole lot of horror. 
But until then, for The Professor and for Rich, I'm Mike C. Saying, see ya.